This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this Saturday, November 18th. How's, how's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. I mean, do we have enough to run through today on this fine November morning? Oh, my goodness. We got so much to do, three hours to do so, three big hours. The number, of course, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can uh, find me on Twitter if that's still a thing. I'm not sure. At Gordon Damer on Instagram. At Gord- it's interesting on Instagram. They keep trying to, like, get you to sign up for that Threads. They, they keep showing, oh, see, this is what's happening on Threads. And, and everything that they show you on Threads, I'm like, uh, uh, dude, I'm, th- this is an advertisement not to sign up for Threads. But I'm in a, on Instagram at Gordon Damer, on, on uh, TikTok at Old Man Radio. But uh, most importantly, I'm right here on your radio until noon today. So I was thinking before the show, like, what do we lead with today? There's so much stuff going on. Do we start with the Knicks? Do we start with the Knicks win last night, kind of riding the season, five wins in six games? Big tournament performance. Did anyone else feel like that they that that court last night made them feel like they were colorblind? Was that was that only me? It felt very. It's like when you look at those things and it's like this is what a dog sees. Like it was very odd color combination. I thought it was my TV at first. I'm like, oh, TV's gone. Got to get a new one. See, I'm legally blind. It it was a very. I would. It was almost like they were trying to sell me on the overly loud colors. Oh, you don't like the overly loud colors? All right, now we're going to make you feel like you have like some sort of visual impairment. And I'm not sure. I've heard that the reason that R.J. Barrett got that migraine and missed the game last night was because he looked at the court for too long. But I don't know that to be a fact. But. That is incorrect. I, so do we start with the Knicks today? Do we st- in the course of the week? I have heard. So much ridiculousness about the New York Giants that I'm kind of tempted to even start there. I've also heard a ton of stuff about the Yankees. In the course of this show, in the course of these three, I'm not sure when it's going to be yet because we got a lot of stuff to do as usual. Poop rankings are back for another week, the polar opposite of power rankings. We got to do them again. The NFL picks, which, oh, my God, speaking of poop rankings, we got another, yeah, another losing week there. So we got to do the NFL picks. We, of course, have what I learned on TikTok at 1030. So we got a lot of stuff to do. But in the course of this show, at some point in these three hours, you don't want to miss it. I will defend Brian Cashman. I can't believe I'm saying it. I, on, on, on a sports talk radio show in 2023, almost 2024, I am, uh, I will come hell or high water, defend Brian Cashman on a couple of things that popped up this week. Now, I just don't think I'm there yet. Uh, It's still kind of early. Coffee has not taken hold. I need the coffee to really kind of kick in. Uh, So I'm not there yet, but I will in the course of these three hours. I know Joe Leo is very excited to hear the defense of Brian Cashman, along with uh, Joe and, and Harvey, of course, our Saturday trio back together again. But I kind of feel like the place to start is where I just spend so much time. And that's with the Jets. The Jets face off against the Jets. Bills this week. Bills, Jets. And uh, it's amazing. Somehow, it's like the, the Godfather. Every time I think I'm out on the Jets, they pull me back in. It, it's perfect for the NFL to have one game a week because 
the game, the Jet game happens, if it's the Charger game, if it's the Raider, whatever game happens, you watch it and you think to yourself when it's over, oh, thank God that's over, A, and B, all right, that's it, enough, all right? It's over. It's over with the Jets. We don't have to talk about the Jets. You can't be a playoff team if you're getting embarrassed by the Chargers at home. You can't, right? But then a week goes by, and slowly thing. It's like watching one of those videos where the, you plant the seed and then the, the plant kind of grows and they speed it up. By the time we get to Saturday again, maybe it's my own crazy mind. Maybe it's because I'm surrounded by all these maniacs and lunatics and mental cases that I start, well, you know what? If they can beat the Raiders and then they go out and against the Raiders, don't score a touchdown. All right, that's it. We are done with the Jets. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Last week, we did a Zach Wilson free zone. It's all not, I don't have to, the defense, you can't let Aiden O'Connell beat you. Enough. But then we get to Saturday again, and, 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 and you look at the landscape of the AFC. You look at where the Jets are at, and you think to yourself, all right, I don't know how they're going to score a touchdown, but if they ever did, this would be the week. And, and, and again, Sometimes it's not about who you play, but sometimes it's about when you play them. And, and even the most pessimistic Jet fan would have to say, the Bills are stealing our act. The Bills seem to be self-destructing before our eyes. They are coming off as disgusting a loss as you will ever find. Monday night at home, already they were kind of spiraling. And all the mistakes, the game-winning, they, they, they look like a mess throughout the game. Josh Allen, interception here, interception there. And then finally, they, they, they get back to running the ball. They run the ball right down the field. Josh Allen runs it in for a touchdown. You think, all right, game-winning drive. wasn't pretty, but you knew at some point the Bills were going to stabilize themselves, but hold on. They did destabilize themselves. Broncos back down the field, the pass interference call, but they missed the field goal. All right, Bills, hold on. No, no, 12 men on the field. Game-winning field goal. In, in terms of gross, that was stage five grossness. Whatever the highest level of grossness of, of a law. Oh, my God. If you had lost that game, I don't know we'd ever recover. That was that was all time bad. And then, of course, now um, it, it kind of feels like something's been off with the Bills all year. And the, you know they had the Bengal loss the week before that. They lost the Patriots this year. That that game in London against the Jaguars, where it seemed like they were just sleepwalking the entire time. They just slept walked, sleepwalked. I'm not sure what the term is there, but you know what I'm saying. They were like zombies. And then after the game, you got Stephon Diggs' brother tweeting. You're firing the offensive coordinator. You got Josh Allen, the whole thing. It feels like spiral time. And here come the New York Jets. Now, I will say this. If the Jets don't win this game, I can't promise that by the time we get to next week that I won't in some way because, again, we got the, it's the Black Friday game after that. So, so I guess it's possible if the Jets were to lose both games, not even I could be persuaded into thinking that the season wasn't over. But I will say this. I don't need to wait until next week. If the Bills don't win this game, 
their season is over. And even if they do win this game, their season might be over. Because after this, they get Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. So all the pressure in the world is on the Buffalo Bills. All the pressure. And it's almost at this point like the Jets are kind of the the afterthought with everything that's going on with Buffalo. Now, maybe not to Jet fans' mind, right? Because that's their team. But after losing to the Raiders, Chargers, and barely beating the Giants, for God's sakes, it's kind of hard to think that, all right, the Jets are going to get this thing turned around to such a degree that they can still be relevant down the stretch of the season. But things kind of seem like they're breaking right for the Jets in enough ways to keep them relevant between the Joe Burrow injury, between the Bills, which we talked about. You still play the Dolphins twice. But you gotta you gotta win this game. At some point, you gotta start winning some games. You gotta start start scoring some points. And, and this is a series of must win games. So before we get to this week, I did want to talk about last week. Now I will not make this week. I don't think a Zach Wilson free zone. At least not at this point. If we get to a ridiculous level, you will know it because you will hear the sound effect, and I will declare yes. If we get to a stage where I feel like it's just spiraling off the rails, we will institute once again a Zach Wilson free zone. I'm going to leave it out there for now because there was a couple of things that I did want to address with the quarterback, and it would be unfair for for people to react off what I had to say. But I heard a lot of, after the Raider game, you know, Zach Wilson, he's not the reason you lost that game. You know, Zach Wilson, he wasn't bad last week. You know, Zach Wilson, I actually thought he was pretty good. Do people have PTSD when it comes to Zach Wilson at this point? He did not throw a touchdown. You did not score a touchdown. And the quarterback of the team with the ball in his hands down the stretch of the game in a pretty critical kind of game threw a game-sealing interception in the red zone in the fourth quarter. (laughs) I don't know what metrics we're using But generally, if a quarterback doesn't throw a touchdown, your team doesn't score a touchdown, and you throw a game-sealing interception in the red zone in the fourth quarter, I generally, I don't know if we're using QBR or quarterback or anything, just with my own eyes test, that generally turns out to be a bad performance by the quarterback. And it feels like some of you, some of you are in a toxic relationship with Zach Wilson. You will find any excuse to give this kid a a pass. And we ran through it the other night on ESPN New York tonight about the signs that you're in a a toxic relationship. And boy, oh boy, do these hit home. You often feel worse when you're around them. You feel drained. They don't bring out the best in you. You don't have a good feeling about the future. You are always making excuses for their behavior. Sound like anyone you know? Now, there is a difference between Zach Wilson is the only reason you lost. That's not the case. Sure, of course, he's not the only reason you lost that game. There was the penalties, the coaching, the drops. They all factor in. But to take that, that, hey, he wasn't the only reason we lost to, hey, you know, he was, he was good. He, uh, he did his job. Are you serious? You know, there's a lot of talk 
some of it mostly coming from the Jets, about the defense, the 85 Bears defense comparisons to the great defenses of all time. You know who the 85 Bears are? You know who the 2,000 Ravens are? Defenses facing Zach Wilson. That's who's, that's the most, do, who's the most dominant defense in the NFL. Whoever is playing Zach Wilson on a week-to-week basis could be the rate. The Chargers defense, last week, the Chargers scored uh, touchdowns on their last five possessions of the game. And they lost because their defense was that bad against the Lions. The Jets scored six points against them. The Jets have thrown one touchdown since October 8th. So please, stop with the... It's like winning in spite of Zach Wilson. We know this at this point. Please. It's not week three. It's not week five. It's now week 11. Enough. But this week, I am a big believer that the Jets season will not fall into the ocean and end like a complete collapse like last year. Like uh, To me, the Jets will figure out a way to make this end in the most painful fashion possible. But to keep it relevant, you, you have to win this game. If you lose this one and you drop to four and six, there will definitely be a feeling of here we go again. And, and the Jets season has been a very manic season. Very high highs, very low lows. So this one is as vital a game. If you want to stay relevant in any way and not have this thing spiral out of control for a second year in a row, you got to go out there and win this game. And I don't know how they're going to be able to do that. I think a lot of it kind of relies on the inept, as, as inept as, as the Jets' offense have been. The Bills, they've taken that to the next level. They figure out a way. There are times where with the Bills, you're like, man, they, they're, they're back on track. And it's not just from game to game. It's series to series. They can look very, very good, and then they can look completely inept. So if the Jets want to avoid uh, another season that spirals into the abyss, it would be a very good idea to win this week. And, and, and specifically for one guy, it would be important for it not to spiral into the abyss, and that would be the head coach. And I got some thoughts about him coming up. I got some thoughts about this game coming up. We got a lot of stuff to do. We're just getting started. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get more into the Jets, the Giants, the Knicks, the Yankees. Oh, my goodness, so much to do. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Hey, also, the comedian Stavros Halkius is performing at the Beacon Theater on Thursday, November 30th, Friday, December 1st. Keep it locked into ESPN New York all day for your chance to score tickets. It's all from Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And we will have actual tickets to give away in the course of this show which is almost as surprising as me uh, defending Brian Cashman at some point in the next two-plus hours. But uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I wanted to uh, hit a couple other things about uh, the Jets before we get to the phones. Remember, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when Robert Sala had that uh, spot on the K-Show? He's on the K-Show usually every Monday following the game. And the general, they, I think it was Don that posed the question about changing the quarterback, and he, he pleaded the fifth. Normal for a head coach to just plead the fifth about the quarterback situation. 
Uh, and it, it seemed like the, the main takeaway from everybody, not just me, but it, it seemed pretty common that, oh, uh, duh, of course, th- this guy does not have the power to change the quarterback on his own. I think that was the general reaction to to his comments. And then the next day, he had to come out and say, we're all on the same page and all this nonsense. This week, if you needed any more evidence that, like, whatever the, a normal head coach has the power to do, that is not Robert Sala. He was asked a question about Aaron Rodgers playing this year with the season seeming like, seemingly like it's not going to, there's not going to be meaningful games down the stretch of the season. And he said, if Aaron Rodgers wants to play this season, he's going to play. Now, he has to be cleared by the doctors, but it, it, it's basically Aaron Rodgers' call if he wants to. If you needed any more evidence of who is running the show and, and mostly who's not running the show, that comment is all you needed to know. And I would just simply say again, maybe this won't happen. Maybe they'll go out and lose the Bills this week. And God, please let them lose the Dolphins uh, on Black Friday. I just can't take it. But it, it's cl- nobody in the Jets organization has the stones to tell Aaron Rodgers no. It makes no sense at this. Now, you don't have to make the decision now, I guess. But does this seem like a, a red flag to anybody else in the current moment? Bringing the oldest player in the NFL back to play in a season that seems like it's kind of going down the tubes when he's already been hurt once now and, and now is going to rush back to play behind an offensive line that is worse than when he originally got hurt. D- does, that, does that seem like it makes sense to anybody else? Am, am I on an island here by myself? Does it seem like that makes sense? The oldest player in the NFL rushing back to play in, in games where you're hoping to have a relationship beyond this season. If this were the type of thing where Rodgers was only going to play this year and he said, oh, before the season, you know, this is it, my last shot. Okay, fine, come back. You get hurt again, who cares? But this is the guy you're hoping is going to be your starting quarterback next year. And now you're going to rush him back to play in maybe kind of meaningless games behind an offensive line that was worse than it was when he originally got hurt. And it really does seem like that it's being sometimes portrayed as, well, Aaron Rodgers is going to try to come back and save the day. It doesn't seem like that to me at all. This seems like Aaron Rodgers is doing this more for Aaron Rodgers than he's doing it for the Jets. It seems like a personal crusade because this is his brand now. Hey, I told you so. And, and I get the Jets are at his mercy because, God, if he ever decided to walk away, <laughs> oh boy. But the coach has no power to change the, the current quarterback situation, and it's pretty clear at this point there's no way that guy has the ammunition to take on the, the four-time MVP savior of the organization who, for some reason, they're still thinking and, and toying with the idea of having him come back this year when he's already been hurt. You're hoping he's going to be back next year long-term and, and lead you to the promised land, and you're going to rush him back. It uh, just makes no sense to me whatsoever. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to the phones, shall we? Let's get those, uh, the phone calls involved. Uh, let's go to Javier is in Queens. Javier, first up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, what's up, Gordon? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. What's going on, Javier? 
you know, I'm just sitting here agreeing with you a lot. You know, I'm I'm not very hopeful against no, Buffalo don't this weekend. Don't make it sound bad, Javier. You can do, you, like I don't like the way you said that. I, I'm sitting here and I'm actually agreeing with you a lot. It's okay. <laughs> you can do that. I'm making sense. Well, I mean, I. I, I thought the season was over, you know, after the fourth play of the first game. Like personally, like I, I didn't, I didn't see them really being able to do much. They, they've played better than I thought, but I agree with you. Like that, these games where people are saying that Zach Wilson didn't lose the game or he didn't play that bad, like he ended up making like the turnover at the end of the Kansas City game. Like he, he he's turned it all, he turned it over in spots where like if if, if he didn't, uh, they, they you know they had they had a way way better chance. So I think it comes down to quarterback play. Even though the Jets have played Allen really, really well, it's not crazy to think that he's going to outplay Wilson because it doesn't take that much, you know. Um, what I'm, my question is, you know, as a notorious Dolphins fan, are you just licking your chops for Friday? Do you feel like this division is prime for the taking and, and Miami's going to run away with it? Or are you incredibly cautious because the AFC East is just like a, a cruel mistress, right, unless right. you're the Pats? Yeah, well, look, Javier, and, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, I think I've been pretty open about this. I am not a Dolphin fan who is optimistic about anything. That has been beaten out of me a long time ago, and, and it would be insane for me to have lived the last 30, 40 years of my life and expect, hey, good things are going to finally happen. No, 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 no. This organization has beaten that out of me a long time ago. So I, do, I am not confident. Uh, I, I'd like to think that the Dolphins will at least split with the Jets. Maybe they lose the game here and win the game down there. I'm hoping that they don't lose both the games. Um, and, and, and and even bigger picture, I am just waiting for the Tua injury. Right? We're seeing these quarterbacks drop left and right. Joe Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson got hurt the other day. I mean, every quarterback, it feels like, is dealing with something. And here's Tua, who's had a career of that. And uh, he's still he's still healthy. All those all those falling down lessons in the offseason, they really have paid dividends. So I am very concerned about that. So, no, I will. Ne- uh, there will never probably be a time where I am a confident Dolphin fan. It would be like uh, it's almost like watching a movie and everything's going well for the main character. At some point, there's going to be conflict. That's just the way it goes. And, and with the Dolphins, it uh, I've seen that movie before. I've seen that movie before, and, and, and sometimes, it, much like in the same way with the Jets, like the worst thing is optimism. When you have hope, that's when they snuff you out. That's the worst thing you can have. So, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not confident about that game. I'm not confident about any game. And, I, and Joe and, 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 and Harvey, they, you can back me up on this. I, I mean, before the season, my main receipt was the Dolphins will finish in last in the AFC East. So, I think you guys could back me up on that, right? I mean – of all the receipts to not cash, right? I, I think you're better off for that one not cashing. Well, I, I hope it doesn't cash. I, I don't think that we can catch the Patriots at this point. Now, look, that, that doesn't mean that the season still couldn't. Like, the reason I had that was that it was that Tua gets hurt and then all, all bets are off. That could still happen. And the schedule here does get, I think, somewhat tougher. Not this week against the Raiders, but... The best litmus test of any team in the NFL, like we're always asking, like, who's good, who's not? Just play the Dolphins. You find out. If the Jets are a good team, they will beat the Dolphins because the Dolphins do not beat good teams. They beat the bad teams, and they've had a lot of them so far. So uh, a long way to answer your question. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to, uh, let's hear, uh, Jerome is in East Orange. Jerome, what's going on? Hey, good morning. Great show. 
Thanks, um, I, I, I kind of disagree. Well, I don't disagree, but I'm just saying Robert Sala is in the same position then as any other head coach with a with a superstar with a superstar on their team. You know, it's like they don't they don't they don't really have they don't really have the power. No. You know, it's like eighty percent of of Aaron Rodgers is better than a hundred percent of Zach Wilson. You know, so you got to think these guys are trying to save their job. You know, Robert Sala wants um, uh, he would rather have an eighty percent Aaron Rodgers in there than you know Zach Wilson on any day. You know, so I mean, if he could extend his tenure in uh in New York by getting the Aaron Rodgers out there and, and possibly making the playoffs, even if they exit in the first round. I mean, he signed up for that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, well, uh, look, I, I, I get that. But I think sometimes what is the discretion is the better part of valor. Like, as a Jets organization, and this is not, to me, this is not on Robert Sala because, again, Robert Sala doesn't have the power to pick the current quarterback, never mind go up against the four-time MVP. But someone in the Jets organization should get to Aaron Rodgers and tell him at some point it makes no sense. It's not about when he went down four plays into the season, it, 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 the season – now, look, they can still – I still think they can make the playoffs. I still think that they can salvage the season. Um, but I think that the best thing for them long-term is not to be rushing Aaron Rodgers back. Now, I will grant you, if they go out and, and beat the Bills this week and they beat the Dolphins in, two, in, in, a, in a week and change, and I don't know who they have after that, but if they, if they win, like, the next three games and they get back over 500 and – and things are okay. Maybe then you can have the conversation, but it doesn't seem like that's the case at all. It seems like Aaron Rodgers is set on doing this come hell or high water. And it ain't about saving the jets. It's about Aaron Rodgers more so than it is about the team. So to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Let's go to Jason in Jersey city. Jason next up on the Gordon Damer show. Hey Gordon. Hey, uh, enjoy your show, man. Thank um, you. I'm not a, I'm not a, what they call, I guess it's been nicknamed a Zach truther. Right. Um, but I feel like, you know, the kid has shown improvement. Like two weeks ago, uh, I was like, and I'm not, I wasn't even like that high on him before. Two weeks ago, I was done, done. It was like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, the, was, was it the Giants game? Um, but last week, he showed something, like, you know, the, but there was drops and stuff like that. Like, interception, yeah, worst time to have an interception. All yeah, quarterback, it was pretty bad, yeah. You know, they have yeah. an interception or so. Right game here or there but like i think there's a i think there's a coaching aspect there that oh. um jason that's, that's i will that's, 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 i will not deny it's somewhat because like i'm telling you what like like he's he's not he's not the answer but he's I, man I, he showed he showed the flashes and showed enough uh, flashes yeah. this last week that like Maybe something's turning. I don't know. I just uh, something's turning. It's my stomach. You... Trust me. I, I, I know about it. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the phone call, Jason. Uh, look, I am not going to tell you that it's Zach Wilson and only Zach. No, no. God, please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Coaching, absolutely, the coaching is an issue, and the play calling is an issue, and the drops are an issue, and the penalties are an issue. But just don't tell me you see things that 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 aren't there, or. Hey, you know what? He wasn't that bad. They didn't score a touchdown. No touchdowns against the Raiders. Not one. No touchdowns. He's thrown one touchdown in five weeks. And last week, in a game that was there, it was the the Raiders were handing you the game. 
and he threw an interception in the red zone in, in what was it, like less than two minutes to go. Kind of critical, kind of important. So, again, I'm not going to tell you that Zach Wilson is the only thing wrong with the Jets. No, of course not. But he's not good. It's been settled. This is settled at this point. This is not, we're not going back and debating this at this point. And again, think about the, the defense. Maybe the most glaring one, he didn't do anything against the Chargers. The Chargers just gave up 1,000 yards to the Lions. They scored six points. I mean, come on. What, what, what are we talking? I leave it to Joe and Harvey. Do we have to institute it? Do we have to pull the truck? Do we have to open up the, the, the glass boxes and put the keys in and turn the keys at the same time and institute a Zach Wilson free zone for the rest of the show? I'll say this. It's a bit early. No, no, no. After that call, after that call, <laughs> we've made no ground as a society trying to defend Zach Wilson. We, we absolutely have to initiate the Zach Wilson free zone. All right, let's, I try let's, to be fair. All right, let's let's settle. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. Let's let's table this conversation for the time being. Coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls involved. We'll get the Giants involved here too, because there's some. I mean, you talk about ridiculous things. Do do people just get to say whatever they want on the radio anymore? And, and it doesn't matter. Does it? Does nothing matter? Does truth not matter? Does reality not matter anymore? It feels that way. We'll get into them too. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's ninety eight point seven FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I have made a decision. We will not institute, as of yet, a Zach Wilson free zone this Saturday. Now, it is, it is it's teetering right now. I will just tell you that. And if there are more calls at 1-800-919-ESPN about seeing signs from Zach Wilson, seeing growth from Zach Wilson... We will have to do what we have to do. We have to, we have to keep this show based in reality. That's all I can hope for. That's all. As, as, a, as the talk show host, I got to keep it on the tracks. We can't let it spiral out of control like the Giants season has. And by the way, I don't feel like I've gotten nearly the right amount of credit. Last week, I came up with the perfect movie comparison to the New York Giants. What the Giants are living this season is the movie The Edge. Very rewatchable movie. Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin. Joe Harvey, have you seen The Edge? Probably came out 15 years ago. Have to put that one on my list. Oh, my God, this is outrageous. How have you not seen this? Wait, what? Did you say 15 years ago? Probably. It says The Edge, Alec Baldwin, Anthony Hopkins, 1997. Okay, so. Oh, my. these, These. that 1997 is not 15 years ago? What? What's? Uh, I feel like that's about right. 1597? 15, yeah, that's about, that's about right, right? We're, it's 2009 this year, right? Big, big hopes for the Yankees. Well, whatever. It, it's an older movie. It's on all the time. And the comparison is perfect to the Giants. In the movie, there's a plane crash, a group of guys, plane crash in the Alaska wilderness, and, the, and they realize they're going to have to hike their way out of the world. Nobody's coming to save them. They have to hike their way out. So they start to make their way out. And initially, they're filled with optimism. And then shortly after that, they find out that they've, they've basically walked in a giant circle and they're right back to where they started in the wilderness. 
That's the Giants. Gettleman was the plane crash. Dable and Shane are here to lead you out. Last year was the false hope. And this year, right back to where you start. I mean, come on. How could it be any more perfect? But this week, it's funny because I feel like things have kind of broken right for the Jets if they could ever get their act together. Things are breaking right for the Giants. That Arizona Cardinal loss last week was perfect. That's exactly what you want. Now all you need is for somehow the Panthers to figure out a way to win a game or two. But this week I keep hearing, oh, Brian Dable could be in trouble, might have to change the, the coach again. He might have lost the locker room because guys were unhappy on the sidelines last week. They should be unhappy on the side. They're getting their heads handed, uh, among other things, handed to them in that game against the Cowboys. Brian Dable should be going nowhere. Because I, I just simply ask you, what are you expecting? Now, I will grant you, they look like a minor league team last week. <laughs> they, look like, they look like a team of guys who were just grabbed out of the stands. They, they didn't seem like they had any chance to win that game whatsoever. But here's the thing. I don't want to sit – if I were a Giant fan, I don't, would not want to put Brian Dable in a situation where he thinks he has to win another game. I don't want him winning another game. In fact, if he wins another game, I, then, then I would be thinking about firing him. Everything is lining up perfectly for you. Just don't screw it. Just leave it alone. We're, we're, it's perfect. This is exactly what you want to have happen in a season that was lost a long time ago. So this, all this talk about Brian Dables and Trump. No, 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 no. Leave him alone. He's cooking right now. And, and he's cooking up 40-point losses every single week, so you get the number one overall. That's the only thing to salvage out of this season. Now, is it possible the Giants have a coaching problem? Is it possible Brian Dable is not the guy? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The team does not look very good. How am I supposed to judge him when, he, when he's got a guy who's the third-string quarterback who's probably not even a third-string quarterback? They're a terrible offensive team. They have no talent on offense. I'm supposed to judge him on this? Come on. Last year was really good when he had a, a little bit of talent to work with. This year he's got nothing, and it, it's turned out to be nothing. So I don't want him thinking he's got to squeeze a couple of extra. No, 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 no. This is what you want. Just leave it alone. Let him let the man cook. And he's cooking up something. In terms of oh, like Rocky Mountain oysters and anchovies and good and plenties and, and some other weird things in there. It's it's bad. It's, I grant you, you want it to be worse. Let it be worse. Oh my gosh. All right, let's go back to the phones. one 800 919 espn is the telephone number. Marvin is in the Bronx. Marvin, what's going on? Long time no talk, my friend. Gee, well, I had death in the family, and I had to go out of town. I'm right, right. very right. sorry to hear that, my friend. Yeah, yeah. My but here's the, here's the story, all right? First of all, I enjoy your little prologue about the Giants, all right? A good thing I'm going through the Apollo day to sort of calm myself down. I feel every week like a guy when I was back in school and I was studying a subject, it's an analogy, and I knew I was going to fail the test, and I was figuring how I get through the day of the test to the next day. And that's how I feel when the Giants come up on Sunday. All right. I, hear you. This, I know this is going to be a loss. I know it's going to be painful. I know it, it's going to be a disaster. But 
how am I going to get through the rest of the day after this to Monday because I know it's going to be a disaster. Well, look here, Marvin, and, and thank you for the call. I, I'm sorry to hear about the, the death in the family, and it's great to have you back here uh, on board on the Saturday. Um, as someone who has lived this, and, and at this point I would think Giant fans kind of like saying to Giant fans, how are you going to get through this season of winning one or two? Uh, it seems like you should be able to know that. It's, it's, it's been happening fairly regular. Outside of last year, it's been your life here for the last decade. But here's the thing for, for Giant fans who might, may not remember. Last year kind of wiped out some of that stuff. There's pain, the pain grows, and then eventually you just kind of become numb and you let it, you just let it wash over you, just let it wash over you. You become numb to it, and that's going to happen here at some point. And at least for the Giants, if they play this right, they have the ability to come out with something on the other side. That's what you want. The Giants might have a coaching problem. It's possible. Their biggest thing is they got a talent problem. How can nobody else see? Look at this offense. The offensive line is terrible. You're now playing with a third-string quarterback. The the weapons, what, what are these weapons? In terms of weapons, if this were the game clue, this is not exactly the revolver or the dagger. This is like the candlestick. I mean, this is like you really got to kind of become creative to figure out how you're going to make this work. It's the rope, right? I mean, it's not exactly in terms of weapons. And the only thing that kind of makes me laugh sometimes, Giant fans, in terms of the NFL complaint department, you guys, you're, you're in the back of the line. Hey, you know, like I... I we take calls. We want to hear from you, certainly. one 800 But you guys make it out. Oh, how am I supposed to? We're all dealing with it. We're all, we all see it. We all see it. The Jet fan, Giant fan complaining to a Jet fan. Oh, man, this is really tough. Yeah, really? <laughs> What's that like? Dolphin fan, I've had nothing. I have not, I have been married a very long time. My wife and I were not even married the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game. I got kids. I have kids who are now adults, and I haven't seen a playoff win. That's how long it's been. Back Last time they won a playoff game, Peyton Manning was in his second season. He's in the Hall of Fame. He played forever. So in terms of the NFL complaint department, Giant fans, back of the line. Don't think you're walking into the bakery and you're pulling a number you're not getting served anytime soon. So take what you're going to get this offseason. You're going to have a very high pick. You'd have to say at this point, one, two, or three, unless you screw this up. There's a possibility you screw this up. If you allow your ego, if the Giants allow their ego to get in the way of this thing, John Mara to get his ego, we can't have another terrible season. No, 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 no. You can absolutely have another terrible season. The season is lost. And now just suck it up and allow it to wash over you. Just, just, just take it right in the face. Right in the face. Don't worry about it. It will all work out in the end. <laughs> 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, let's see here. Andrew is in Port Washington. Andrew, what's going on, my friend? Hello? Yeah, Andrew, what's going on, man? Oh, hi. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's obvious at this point that Sally is just not the right coach for the Jets. After three years, he still has no discipline on his team, no accountability. They keep making dumb penalties and dumb mistakes. 
why not go after Belichick? He's out in, in uh, he's he's on the outs in, in uh, New England. He's probably looking to reestablish his legacy, which is shot. Why not make a strong push for Belichick? The Jets. Same way. Same way yeah, the Jets. Yeah. Uh, well, look, Andrew, and, and thanks for the phone call. There was a time where the Jets thought that they were going to have Bill Belichick as their head coach, and uh, he didn't want that. And I think it seems pretty clear at this point, Bill Belichick despises the Jets. It, it does seem weird for him still at this point to hate the organization, but it seems pretty clear he hates the organization. The thing I love about sports is you really can't predict it, based especially on my NFL picks. Clearly, I can't, but... A lot of weird things can happen at times. It's the, the ultimate reality show, as they say. Many weird things can happen and have happened and will continue to happen. I think that it, in terms of the weirdest thing, Bill Belichick being hired by the Jets, I don't know that I could come up with anything more outlandish. I don't think that that... Oh, and by the way, people suggesting Bill Belichick to go to the Giants this... I, again, do people realize they're speaking into microphones and people can hear what you're saying? It's preposterous. I've decided to resign as the head coach of the New York Jets. Bill Bell, you want so the Giants are rebuilding, right? We're all on a page with that. They have to bring in a, a almost certainly a new quarterback to 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 be the face of the franchise, and this is a long term rebuild. And you're going to bring in a 71 year old coach who I, I would have to think at this point is he the oldest head coach in the history of head coaches. He's got to be getting close. I don't, who else was older than 71 years old? And, and it's not age discrimination. I'm just saying this is a long-term proposition. You're going to bring in the oldest guy in the league to do that? It doesn't seem. And, and if you were a, a good candidate to lead a rebuild, I don't know. It seems like New England would be a good place to stay. Uh, it's very odd. Very, things people say are very, very odd. Very, very. 1-800-919-ESPN is the tell. Should I take a break here? What's the what's the story? Should we keep going? Another call? What do we do, Harvey? I'll let you uh, earn your earn your money today. This what, is uh this is great. Uh, you know, take one call, then we'll then we'll go out. All right, let's go to Joe. Is in Staten Island. Joe, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon. Good morning. How you doing today? I'm good, Joe. What's going on? So, uh, two things I'd like to say. First, I think the Bills game is a very winnable game because. Their defense is not the same defense we played them in week one. And mm-hmm. they're just obviously going through a lot of bad things. But we should have never lost to the Raiders. That was a big, big loss. Bigger, the biggest loss is very bad. But one thing about Salah I want to say, he mentioned something a couple of weeks ago that he wouldn't put sauce on the number one receiver, that he only keeps him on the one side, wherever, and then obviously the offense could dictate to put their best receiver opposite of sauce. Once he did that, and then dictating everything to Aaron Rodgers, and then everything in hard knocks. He came off as a little phony. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, what about John Harbaugh? What, I mean, obviously things aren't going good with him in Michigan. You mean what, Jim? You think he? Jim, yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I oh, mean, I, anything I, but him. Yeah. He's not I, an offensive coach, and you can't pair Aaron Rodgers with a Hackett, who's really iffy too. Uh, he's a great defensive coach. Listen, I keep him on as a defensive coordinator. He's an awesome. Awesome guy in that regard. Uh, well, look, Joe, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, I think the Jets' options it, after this, like their head coach week one next year will be one of three people. Uh, it'll either still be Robert Sala because you'll take a look at this season and, and, and think um, 
it was kind of a wash when when Rodgers went down. You're not gonna you're not gonna judge him based on how the season went. And most of all, it's what Rodgers wants. That's the deal. That that's what's gonna end up happening. Whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to have happen will happen. So if he really likes Robert Sala and feels like he should stay as the head coach, he'll stay as the head coach. Is it possible? He says, no, Sal is not the right guy. I want my guy in there. And that would be Hackett. That would not shock me. Now, I think if I had to put odds, I would say mostly it's Salah. Maybe it's Hackett or maybe it's Albrecht. Maybe they say, you know what? We got to get Salah out of here. Still hasn't made the players. We got to make some sort of change. Okay, Albrecht, you become the head coach. Hackett's running the offense anyway. Anyway, it's one of those three people. They're not going out and bringing in some big name because Aaron Rodgers don't want it. And Aaron Rodgers is running the show. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more your phone calls, more on the Jets and Giants. Lots to do. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Just take it right in the face. Right in the face. Don't worry about it. 